it's my lifestyle, it's my lifestyle. <laughs> welcome, welcome to the Grounds Crew, a podcast covering all things baseball. We're brought to you by Baseball Lifestyle. Uh, are we recording now? No. I don't know, Gerson, are we? Dennis, are we recording? Just just answer the question. <laughs> yes or no? Just 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 start. Okay. Do you awesome. want the truth? You can't handle the truth. Yes, I can, Dennis. Welcome back to the Grounds Crew. I'm your host, Josh Gerson, along with my co-host. Bill Rome. What's up? It's noisy and loud today. Yes, and we have our Canadian behind the dish, Dennis Dietz. Shout out to the Canadians for listening to the podcast. We appreciate you. Make oh, sure you Canada. like and subscribe. Leave us a review. Follow us on Instagram. Do all that good stuff. Um, big news this week. Carlos Correa signed with Boris Corp. Tra- he had tra- traded agencies. I was reading more about his previous agency. They were doing some shady stuff under the table. Apparently, well, not apparently. It's very obviously illegal for an agency to also own minor league teams. And his previous agency bought five of them. So, yeah, yes, that was my face also. Yeah. I actually don't have a problem with that. Well, apparently, apparently it's extremely frowned upon. I uh, mean, frowned upon is different than – that's like counting cards. Counting cards is not illegal. It's just frowned upon. Yeah, it's very frowned you upon. You know? So sure. when I go and I start counting cards, they just give me the eye. And at some point in time, I have to take my winnings and walk away. Yeah. You know, you just got to keep it low key. So as long as they don't end up getting multiple Carlos Correas out of owning the minor league teams, I don't know why anybody's upset if they're providing a great opportunity for guys to play. They're marketing the the franchise well. They're doing all these things. Like, all these teams own international clubhouses, and and they have, you know, 11-year-olds that they're developing and training inside of their place, and then all of a sudden they sign them when they're 16 years old. Like, guys. Oh, I understand the benefits. It's just I on this on this on the other side of the coin. It's like it's frowned upon by other entities by the MLB. Yeah, yeah, but that's what I'm saying. The MLB's teams own these development centers in in other countries where they raise and develop these players and pay for their lives, and then all of a sudden sign them on International Signing Day, which we're about to talk about. Sure, and. You're telling me that it's not okay for an agency to own a minor league team? The rights to the player are already dictated by where they are. This just gives me an opportunity to go and and mingle with them a little bit. But what are the chances that that player is going to end up being a big deal anyway? I think this is, again, this is is one of those things where I could see it going bad, Mm -hmm. but also at the same time, people living in glass houses shouldn't throw stones. That's very true. Uh, Apparently... uh Correa's asking price pre-lockout was three thirty to three fifty. Uh, did wasn't listed how many years, but that's not really surprising. No, um, that's, that's kinda... any that's anywhere between ten and twelve. Yeah, I right. Have to imagine, yeah. Um, I I don't think you tell me if you think I'm wrong. Okay. No matter what, I don't think we're going to see ten years uh, contracts anymore. I think that's one of the things that went off the rails here. I yeah, I could see that being one of the things that gets removed for after this lockout comes to fruition. I think everyone who got all of that landed before the lockout is going to feel very smart after. Well, who who got who got the the bag big before the lockout? Seeger. What was his? Uh, on it. Ten three twenty five or something like that. It was it was three hundred plus. I remember that. 
Who 10 else? years, 325 million. 10, 10, 325. Limited no trade clause. So again, like Correa was looking for something that was better than him because I would say yeah. I, I'd rather have Correa than Seager. Yep. I agree. But my, my, my challenge is, is that I don't understand why you would do it. And this is, again, where we get back and forth to baseball's broken mm-hmm. in regards to how they're designing out this stuff. Carlos Correa is a better player than Seager. But yeah. because I can't spend more than a certain amount of dollars in a year if I'm a good team, otherwise I end up in luxury tax because I'm not really an uncapped league. I'm a capped league that then provides a way for the discount teams to make actual cash because th- as long as they stay low enough – they make it. I, I think if, if we're going to, like, unhinge this whole thing, like, mm. guys have oh, to be Wander able to. Wander was the other one. Wander, Wander was 12. So, Wander, I, but Wander the Wander deal, sense, I get. Yes. Like, the Wander deals to me, those deals make sense. Guys get into free agency at 26, 27 and signing 10-year deals. Yeah. Like, guys, there's just not that. Like, who was this past year the best 37-year-old baseball player in the game? I'll give you a rough idea and a rough hit. Probably was the new pitcher for the New York Mets. Yeah, that's probably true. Right? He's yeah. he's roughly my age. So we're 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 in that in that in that hopper. So he's a guy who is in that that ballpark. How many guys are like him in a league? Doing what he does. And now he's a pitcher. Pitching is I feel like a different beast to an everyday position player who's out there, right? Um How old is Albert? Albert's got to be almost 40. He, he has to be like 39, 40. Cause, and like, I guess, and this is also another part of the lockout, which I hope comes to fruition, is that Albert's 42. Albert's 42. <laughs> I hope that there's DHs in both leagues. Yeah. That, that, and like, that, I think that was probably the easiest point for them to hit on the, the lockout. But, but the players, the players on the CBA, I don't, I don't know why anybody's fighting it, right? It doesn't make sense on any, any regard. The challenge becomes that the owners look at this and say, if I want to be competitive, I've got to spend $250 million. And if I want one of the best players in free agency, I have to be willing to pay them for the next decade. And it just doesn't make sense. Like in no league do you look at it and go, hey, that's a guy who we're going to go and we're going to pay all of that money to. So like, look, look at, let's, let's use other sports as the example. Could you imagine... For us, like even Josh Allen. So Josh Allen's perfect thing, right? I'm a Bills fan. Mm-hmm. Uh, Josh Allen signed a six-year extension for $43 million a year when, before he was 25. Like before he started his age 25 season. So we're before that, and they only were giving him a six-year extension, which amounts to that that really means he's signed for seven years because this is his last year. Next year is his last year. So he's actually signed for eight years. That made him an eight-year deal, right? Because they just extended on to his other years. Right. So this is a guy before age 25 that they secured the bag for an eight-year run. So when you look at him 24 to, to, to eight years on, he's 32 when it's done. It makes sense when I get to give a guy money during the time that he's going to be great. Mm-hmm. But these 10-year deals, it's like you're going to be five years in and the back half you're terrible. Robinson Cano. Like Robbie still had okay years, but he's got the PED stuff. He's got all that. And Robbie, Robbie's got to be around – 37, 38, right? I think so. Um, and that Robbie's probably the perfect example of a guy who this is a failed experiment because he got that big bag and it just didn't work. Yeah. So, like, Seeger, do you think Seeger's contract's going to look good? On year eight? In, 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 <laughs> in, in year seven? Cano's uh, 39, by the way. How old? Cano's 39. Exactly. Like, Seeger and Correa have to be around, like, roughly the same age, right? Like, yeah. late they are 20s? This, they are both 27. They're both yeah. 27, okay. 
But, like, do you think Seager's deal is going to look good when he's 34, 35? As a shortstop, probably not. not like he's going to have moved off that position. Yeah. And this is the thing that we look at, the guy that we were using as the comp last time. David Wright, there was, like, how, both— Do you remember how long his deal was? Can you look that up? David Wright's deal? Yeah. Yeah. Because I think, like, you're talking about, like, you're, we're going to do away yeah. with the 10-year. For the majority of, like, the other, like, quote-unquote, long uh, long uh, deals that were put together, your top end's, like, seven. So yeah. maybe it kind of comes back to earth a little of the five to seven range, and people just either keep that high AOV um, or AAV, and then um, like let that be the 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 standard operating for big name players. I don't know, and that's that's kind of what I think. Like you look at the NFL, everybody saw Patrick Mahomes sign that giant ass deal. Yeah, and how many like, years was right. that? Thirteen. He signed for yeah for like twelve or thirteen years. That's- Right, but like, so he got that, and everybody's like, "Oh no, here it comes! The NFL is about to do it." And then Deshaun Watson signs a forty million dollar deal, but it was for four years. All right, that's what you got. Uh, David Wright was seven years, one hundred twenty-two million. There you go. And right. at that time, that was like all oh, big money. But but so seven years was like, hey, we're giving you the bag through most of your good years, right? Like we're gonna give it to you in your late twenties, and you're gonna be good. And through and like, here's the good handshake. Now guys are like, nah, yo, I need third. I need more money than David Wright made. I need double his money because that average annual salary is what eighteen million. Like, so you're you're talking now. We want thirty six million. That's double what David made. Yeah. Not to not a gener not two generations ago. One generation of player ago. So we're going one generation back, and that you've doubled his salary, and now you're also trying to get close to doubling the years, and you're surprised that ownership is like. No, this doesn't make sense. And players are in an uproar. Like, what do you mean it doesn't make sense? I deserve my money. Like, if the owners all decide that we, the, no, no one can look at this from any analytical sense and say that these deals make sense and they're smart. The, the Wander one, you signed him to a, a 10-year deal when he was, you know, 21. Right. Yeah, it makes sense. He'll be in his early 30s. The average annual salary that you're paying him is less than you'll pay him in a decade when salaries are going to be $45, 50000000 if the if the trends continue. And for him, he gets basically a second crack at free agency And he gets money. a second. If you are a transcendent generational talent that can play into your late 30s, yep. you'll get the bag again because you'll only be 32. Yep. Right? Like, let's let's re, let, rebite at the apple. Yeah, you know what? But maybe he won't be making premier 26-year-old superstar money then. Maybe he'll just be making really good starter who's 32 money, and he'll get a three- to five-year deal that pays him $35 million a year. Yeah, that is the that is a deal that makes sense across the board for everybody involved. Yeah. But this goes back to the chicken and the egg. The reason why players feel like they need to come and take the bite out of the apple this hard is because they don't make any money up until they become a free agent. Yeah. You underpay them substantially. Now, one of the things the league did that I don't know if it was in the most recent because I haven't I haven't combed through it, was they said, hey, instead of going to arbitration, right, we will give guys money based off of their war. Right. So we will use your wins against replacement, all these numbers, all the analytics that you guys are then using in contract negotiation. The only reason the league is bringing this up is because this is what players are now using and what teams are now using to figure out what should we pay a guy, Right. So when they look at your war and they say, okay, we're going to give you $18 million. In arbitration, maybe that guy would have made eight. That makes sense for everybody. That I feel like is a good bridge if we're not going to burn it down and rebuild it. 
the players need to concede that point because for guys who are really good, it makes all the sense in the world. Guys are like, oh, wait, but what if I have a down year? If I have a down year, you're going to pay me less? Yes. Yes, I am. Mike, Michael Conforto would have got Jack. Jack Diddley, <laughs> right? Like Syndergaard. Syndergaard missed the entire year, and he was still eligible for an $18 million deal with the Mets. Almost $19 million deal with the Mets. Yep. And he then t- takes $21 million to leave and go to L.A., mm-hmm. which now in hindsight looks so foolish. Like, it's almost laughable. Oh, yeah, you know why we weren't talking to you? Because we were negotiating bringing in all of the guys we just brought in. We leveled up our team tremendously, and we thought we had you because you were a diehard New York Met. And then you abandoned ship for $2 million. Yep. Guess what? There's higher taxes in uh, California than there even are in New York. Facts. So in the end of it, you're probably not. You're making a couple hundred thousand dollars more to go to a worse team. Now, he's going to be the guy, right? Mm-hmm. And he would have been the third best pitcher on the Mets, right? Yeah. Maybe he wanted to be the guy. Like, that's cool, your sure. ego. Fine. Come out and say that, though. I, I just left because I wanted to be the guy. Mm-hmm. But he left because the, all, all the none of this stuff makes sense. Right. I also think, too, like, players want security, right? And in previous situations, especially of recent, when they get to the end of these, like, long deals, like Corey Seager is, what, 27, <laughs> you said? Yep. If he doesn't want to retire at age 37 in the way the game is now, it's hard for him to find a, a contract that's going to pay him well. Like, like you get like Dallas Keuchel or Craig Kimbrell that didn't sign until June because nobody wants to actually pay them and give them like what they're worth, quote unquote. And especially we have no idea what it's going to look like after this this lockout's over. Well, like, that's also attached to the fact that with the Keuchel situation, you had to give up a first round pick right. if you signed him, right? Which keeps him from signing with another team, which is another thing where the team holds control. So again, I, I go back in time and I say, when you look at the indentured servitude that baseball players have, mm-hmm. how can the the players' association, from an on-field perspective, say that they've done the right thing by the players? Everything is lined up. Why would smart business people look at what you designed and not take advantage of it from their side? For sure. That, so, well, that, well, that's the thing. It's like at the end of those, out of their careers, they could say, "Cool, we're done with you. I'm gonna go pay that guy half a million dollars a year instead of you fifteen to play yep. for us." And, we, and that's the Valar situation. Yeah. But then that comes back to why are guys not getting brought up? Because guys, they're trying to hold on to guys so that they get the ages twenty five through thirty two. Yeah. Right. I'd rather have 24, 25 year old Pete Alonso hit fifty home runs as a rookie, and then be my best player for seven years, and then when he's done. Cool. I don't have to give you a dollar. I'll go find the next guy that we've has been held down in the minor leagues. And and this is where everything is broken. Where the, I like the idea of war because I think it opens up that if you are a transcendent player, you get the bag earlier, mm-hmm. right? Yep. So cool. I think that like then there's cool things that we could put in. If you make an all star team, but for your like rookie contract mm-hmm. is up. You get there's a two year window. You're now immediately two years. That's it. That's all you got left. So if I'm a 21 year old Fernando Tatis, I'm I'm Mm -hmm. Juan Soto. Like Juan Soto next year, free agent. Like he'd be done. Like this year, actually, this year he'd be done if if we went by those rules. Yeah, he'd be a free agent right now, and you guys would have had the chance to pay him beforehand, and you didn't. Guess what? He gets to walk. Cool. You want to keep the first round pick on that? Fine. 
That I understand. What is he? In two years from now, he's a free agent? Two years from two now. Two years? Two full seasons more before he gets to go and become a free agent. Right. Could you imagine what he'd get paid based off of war? If this thing were in place? If it, if it was based off of, like, comparable to everybody else based off of war, Juan Soto this year through arbitration, quote-unquote, would make $35 million. Oh, yeah. Right? So, like, guys, why is that a bad thing? The best player in the game would be making money. He'd secure the bag. Yeah. Would it be guaranteed? No. Mm. But we're talking about if we're, if we're going based off of all that stuff. So, like, that's one of those things that, like, it seems like the Players Association is fighting a battle just to fight. And they don't want to concede that that's a smart idea. Or well, maybe they have b- privately yeah. and just haven't come out and said it yet publicly. But right. I love that idea. But as of this moment, there's no progress or any like news to say that they have done anything like I that. I think there's been progress. I don't know. Based off of people that we know and their unavailability this week. Sure. Uh, I would say that there's been a lot more discussions than people think. Well, I, I hope there are. I think last Thursday was like, Hey, we're going to publicly tell everybody that we had a conversation. We'll talk about it like that, but sure. then we're going to go back behind the scenes and we're going to craft some ideas and we're going to we're going to do some things. Right? And we'll and we'll throw something else back and and we'll we'll kind of go back and forth on some touch points. Um but it's a it's a shame, but but during all of that teams don't stop. International signing period. Yep. Pops up and goes. Mm-hmm. Uh which is again the MLB teams having such a distinct advantage and creating rules that give them so much benefit and does not give the same benefit to a local kid, right? Yeah. If, if we have a stud kid from, from Omaha, Nebraska, who throws 95 miles an hour when he is 16, he is not allowed to sign with a, a team. He has to wait to get drafted. Yep. But a 16-year-old is allowed to go and train inside of a a New York Yankees affiliate camp in the the Dominican Republic, throw 95 at 16 and sign with the with them for 4.9 million dollars as a 16-year-old, which is what the Washington Nationals just signed. Uh, their their signing period just now. They signed uh, Christian Vaquero, an outfielder who's 17. He's 6'3", 180-pound, 17-year-old. He signed with them and set a record $4.925 million bonus. How old is he? 17. 17? That's crazy. 17, and he signed for what what amounts to uh, close to a top 10 pick in a draft. But it literally was that everybody went to go to auction – Gave him what they wanted to give him, and he got to choose. Yep. But a high school kid, they don't get that. Mm-mm. Right? They have to get drafted, and there's all this stuff. And then there's layers of all this. So the teams now own all this entire thing. The Yankees signed a kid, um, Roderick Arias, uh, again, 17-year-old shortstop. Uh, he's, he was the top-ranked player by MLB Pipeline. Uh, $4 million. Right, so seventeen four million dollars, roughly. He's right now at this point in time, seventeen year old. That amounts to being either a really young senior at this point in time in the school year, mm-hmm. or that kid is a junior in high school. So juniors in high school signing before they play their junior year are would be signing for four million dollars out of high school. Yep. And there's 
nothing that we talk about. But then these guys, these players, because of how the system is built, what happens? Think about it. What are all the big mega deals that we're seeing for young players? What's one standard thing that we see about them? Term and less AAV. Nope. Thinking of a different thing. That the fact that they're not from the U.S. for the most part? There you go. Nailed it. Right? Fernando Tatis signs as a young player. Francisco Lindor. Francisco Lindor. Juan Soto. Yep. Wander Franco. Yep. Right? Mm-hmm. Vladimir Guerrero. You want to go list by, line by line and list by list and why these guys make their debuts when they're 19 or 20 is because they get signed when they're 16, 17. They get into the organization early. Who was it? Uh, they get Urias pushed. on the Dodgers pitched in the, in the World the, Series The Francisco Alvarez for the Mets. He's 19. He's going to make his debut either this year or next year. Yep. If there's a season, he's going to make his debut either this year or next year. And then kids he, in the U.S., they, they go to college, and they're, they're not even draft eligible until they're 22. Well, and they only go to college because based off of the fact that they can't sign and, and they're, they're this X player, they have to accept lower signing bonuses to sign at the same spots. A, a guy drafted in the sixth round is going to make anywhere between $300,000 and $500,000 for slot. Right, mm-hmm. so you're in the sixth round. You're one of the top 200 players in the in draft eligible available. So that's every JUCO guy, that's every high school guy, that's every third year, fourth year, fifth year guy. Out of all of those, you're one of the top 200, mm-hmm. and you sign for only 300,000. But you look at just this international group of of guys, and there's a hundred people who just signed, and they all signed. For way more money than that. Right? Wilmer Flores, New York Mets, he signed yep. when he was 16 years old for that amount of money. Oh, yeah. Right? And, and and that's the piece. So these guys are getting the all the bites at the apple because they're getting in when they're 16. Mm-hmm. So they're getting out of their contracts or they're getting brought to the league sooner because they're going to be a free agent sooner. So I have a guy from college who's drafted and he's 20. And I have a kid who signs at 16. The 16-year-old's going to make it to the show by 20. The 20-year-old is going to make it by 21, 22. If they're, like, lucky. And the guy who got brought up at 20 is a free agent at 25, 26. And the guy who comes up at 22 isn't a free agent until he's 28, 29. And it's all semblance now based off of when they signed, not how good they are, but when their options were running out. So we're seeing there's a direct correlation between a player is just brought up earlier because of age-related things and them signing for the big money. Well, I mean, you still get guys from high school that get drafted, but I feel like their process is slower than some of these international guys. For sure. It's it's treated completely differently because it's culturally different. Right. When you have a guy who's 16 and he signed at 16, even when he's 18 years old, he just spent two years getting professional coaching. And, but that's, not, that's a lie. Mm-hmm. He's been getting professional coaching since he's 12. Right. He's been in a professional camp getting their their international development coach, who is a former big leaguer, teaching that kid how to swing a bat every day. And his food is paid for, and his housing is paid for, and his parents pretty much give them to the pro guys and say, here, raise my kid. But the American kid, hey, there's college in the way. They had to take SATs. They had to do all the stuff. They're being recruited by a college program that wants them to come. And there's the chance that they potentially go to the MLB. Okay, I'm not going to take my scholarship from University of Florida because if I take the UF scholarship, nobody's going to draft me in the first round because they're going to think it's too strong of a program. So instead, I'm going to sign with Purdue because they know that they can get, get me out of that if they give me enough money. 
And it's like, whoa, there's so much jockeying going on for the, oh, for yeah. the kid. So, but the players in the league are forgetting where they came from. And they're only focused on, I'm a 28-year-old who runs the Players Association. Pay me my money. It's run by superstars. Yep. You know who should you know who should run the Players Association? Give it to Matt Joyce. Give it to a guy who's been signing one million dollar deals at age thirty five. Don't give it to the best player in the game. Because what's he going to do? He's going to oh well my process. He, I I would never have accepted less than forty million dollars a year. Mm-hmm. No duh, Mike Trout. You but you're not every dude. We talk about it all the time on the show. Sean Nolan, right? Sean literally gave up the chance. He was going to be a guy who pitched this year for the Washington Nationals in the MLB level. And he was willing to sacrifice it all for the certainty of going to Korea. The reason that exists is because of how broken it is at the bottom levels for these guys. And how they're manipulated through service time and all this other stuff. Mm Mm-hmm. But the international signing period that just went, listen, as a fan, hyped, right? Mets signed this guy. Everybody's saying that he's a he's a, a, a better-playing George Springer. Cool. Sign me up. Sounds good. What? So two years from now, we've got we've got 19-year-old George Springer hitting 20 home runs, stealing 20 bases, and he can't he can't get a drink in Queens yet. Awesome. Perfect. Amazing. Thank you so much for, for signing. But what about that kid who's the same age, who's playing local high school team, playing in Texas, playing in California, playing in Florida, who's just as good, but is going to go through this beaten up system because the league has manipulated it to always serve the the owners. And and the players think they have this, this inane power, and they don't. They got nothing. Yeah. Yeah, it's a tough situation for them. I think the there's, there's, there's obviously like – two very different uh, viewpoints. Like you're saying, like if you had Matt Joyce at the negotiating table with Max Scherzer, their process and how they go about looking at each season is vastly different. And I mean, obviously it makes sense. Like they, they want to have like the best players or well-respected guys at the top. And I'm sure Matt Joyce is very well-respected as well. Um, but obviously like the optics of that and kind of all that kind of thing. Um, but it is very interesting to see, the inter- I like I always found, we went to a couple like single A games in, in the last couple of years and like you see like oh that's that guy he's their pick and it, and it's he just looks so young but so talented and it's like all right that guy's gonna get there probably pretty quickly but the the guy who got drafted out of Virginia or whatever is that's twenty six they're gonna they, if he's not like perfect ready to go they're gonna hold him down hold him down then he gets to free agency at thirty two or whatever and it's like all right. Now you're just in that weird little bubble of I might not get paid what I'm worth. It's a very, it's broken. It's a broken system. It's entirely broken, and it's making all the fans. And somebody wrote an article. Fans will go somewhere else, and we talked about it. Uh, and there was I, I think it was a New York Times article or it was an Athletic article. Same thing at this point. Sure. Yeah. Um, but the the crux of it was is that baseball at one point in time was a ten billion dollar business, and business has been shrinking and retracting. Because less fans are showing up, less things are happening, there's less money in the game. This right here is that turning point for the leagues. And the league needs to understand this, and the players need to understand this, and they need to recognize that the system that they have now set up, that they they fleshed out in the late 80s, 
built onto in the late 90s and extended after the, the steroid era, it does not work. And it's inherently creating a, a sport that is harder and harder to pick up an everyday fan. Yeah. And I think, and, and yes, this is the turning point right now of, hey, we can make big changes that can allow us to grow exponentially for the next X amount of time. But the problem is they're nitpicking so much that they're not going to be able to see the bigger picture. Yeah. And I, and I think when we walk out of this, there hopefully will be some type of positive uh, finished product that will we can say, oh, they made strides forward. But I, I don't have a ton of faith that it will be like the big strides that will – take us to the NBA level of like growth and like, cause I mean the NBA's growth is just ridiculous that their speed. And, and that's, and that's like, who was the biggest player in the late nineties? It was Michael Jordan. It was Tiger Woods. It was Derek Jeter. Who was bigger? Probably MJ. MJ, right? Yeah. But not by a lot. Derek Jeter still revered. Tiger Woods, best golfer of all time. You want to throw in hockey, we can talk about Wayne Gretzky at some point in time, right? He was done by then. I know. But I'm saying, like, <laughs> he, he had that same gravitas inside the sport and outside the sport that carried weight. Yeah. Who's the biggest player in the NBA right now? I, I mean... You could say LeBron, but like there's, I feel like there's levels to that. Giannis, so, so, so like, Steph. I, I would tell you it's it's LeBron, and it's Steph. Okay. Then there's a drop, right? It's LeBron and Steph, and then there's a drop. Do you think Giannis is hindering himself a lot by staying in Milwaukee? No, I just think Giannis has to do more to get to the level that both those two guys are going to get to. Sure. Um, he he's physically dominant, but he looks like. He's doing it at a, the same way LeBron did, but worse. Okay. Right? He's a discount LeBron at this point uh, because at, at the same age, LeBron had also already been to so many different finals and had been to the playoffs so many times and was on a, like runs of success that had never been seen before. Right. That Giannis just hasn't, and he has a good team, and they're going to be a good team this year, and they're going to have a shot. And if he can start putting stringing together like some legendary seasons on top mm-hmm. of it, yeah, he could get there. But I would say Steph Curry because he changed the game with this three-point shooting stuff. Yep. And LeBron just because he won at a level that no one's ever won at. And they're they're superstars. Who's the biggest player in baseball? We talk about, right? It, Mike Trout, Bryce Harper. Let, let's choose Bryce Harper just because. I mean, if we're, if we're talking about like the same like parameters, I don't think it's either of those guys. You think it's for Fernando? Probably someone like that, yeah. Okay, cool. Like let's, in terms of like great player, but also great in the media. And no, all that like, like let's let's go with Fernando Tatis. Sure. Fernando Tatis is not in the top twenty most famous basketball players. What? Fernando Tatis. Yeah. Is less famous, less fun, less loved than any of the people in the top twenty players in the NBA. Oh, that doesn't surprise that's me. That's the problem. But that's yeah. what I'm saying is if you go back to 1996, you go back to 1998, 1999, right? The difference between the it was MJ, and then it was Derek Jeter. It wasn't it's MJ, and then it's Pippen, and then it's Ewing, and then it's Shaq, and then it's no. It was him. It was Tiger Woods. It was Derek Jeter. It was all the different sports had a guy who was comparably up at the same point. 
Fernando Tatis can't can't hold Jock. Now I see Dennis Smirk eyes over there. I can't see anything else. Yeah, so uh, I, I looked up the most followed accounts for athletes on Instagram, and of course Ronaldo and Messi you'd expect to be the top sure. two. Number three is a cricket player in India. Yep, that makes, makes sense. sense too. You got a billion people. The there. largest population in the world. Yep. But uh, LeBron is fifth, and then everything else is just soccer essentially. So you're you're looking at even just globally well, soccer is huge. We're going globally because everybody else in the world like soccer is the only sport mm-hmm. that they can beat. I mean America. At. So in, of course it's continued to rank. In reality. Last year, Shohei Otani was the most famous baseball player. So, but even if you take Shohei Otani, yeah, Shohei Otani would not be in the top twenty for basketball sure. players. But that's what I'm saying. We talk like, about Kevin Durant, brutal. yes, and and we talk about James Harden, and we talk about Giannis, and we talk about Le- LeBron, and we talk about freaking Ja Morant. We talk about what's uh, what's his name, uh, uh, Shaq and and, and Barkley's baby. <laughs> what's his name, Zion? Oh. Um, so. Zion, Zion was talking future about Nick? more, huh? Future Nick? No, he won't be a future Nick. I don't think that that's actually a thing. <laughs> so you, if that. you want to get into Knicks talk, I think the Knicks traded for Cam Reddish. I don't actually think he ever plays for the Knicks. I think the Knicks are going to trade Cam Reddish to the Dallas Mavericks for Brunson, their point guard, and they're just going to flip flop because Doncic is a ball dominant uh, small forward, and he likes to pass. That he needs a guy on the wing who can score with him that he can distribute out to, that's Cam. Mm -hmm. Brunson is a classic point guard. He's been very, very good. The Knicks need a point guard. Cool. So. Moving on. Yes. So going back, like, when you look at all of this stuff, it's just no baseball player is is fun, comparable at at scale to anybody else. Not even close. Are it, would you put, where would you put Fernando Tatis against NFL players? Because this is where I'll get uh, I'll get a little a little more open, right? This is where I'm open. What's the downside for NFL players? Uh, career on. longevity. I was thinking that they wear helmets; you can't see their face. Sure, right? So, like, people kind of know what these guys look like, but you're where you're in a sport where you cover your face the entire time. People can't really see what you look like. They need to see you in interviews or anything else for us to go. Mm-hmm. So, let's say Tom Brady is the most famous guy in the sport, right? We, we, we can go. We all yeah, agree with that, that's right? safe call. Where's Tatis to Tom Brady? Not even close. Not even close. Tom Brady is LeBron. Patrick Mahomes is Curry. Josh Allen about to overtake a whole bunch of people. Yes he, and no. Josh Allen puts is on Is he going to be on Madden next year? Josh Allen has a shot of being on Madden. So, but like, I, I think that's a very real, like, yeah. Mahomes and Brady were the previous Joe, cover. Joe Burrow ends up on the cover before Josh Allen. I think so. He was the former first overall pick, but not even not even that. His his like uh, his fame from college, mm-hmm. heavy carryover. Facts. I, I love Joe Burrow. I loved watching Facts. him. He's, he's electric, and I love. Uh, don't get me wrong. I love Josh Allen. Yeah, he's uh, Josh Allen way better player than Joe Burrow. Sure, but but, but yeah, Joe Burrow from uh, fame, absolutely. Big D Joe. I I get it. Like, and that's my point. Like, J- we're now going down the line. Joe Burrow is more famous than Fernando Tatis, Shohei Otani. So I think we can stick with quarterbacks, quarterbacks and wide receivers probably in terms of like well-known names. Where would you put Tatis among those? Behind Mahomes, behind Russell Wilson, behind Lamar Jackson. Yep. Behind Aaron Rodgers, behind yep. Tom Brady. For sure. Uh, behind Joe Burrow. Uh, behind potentially Trevor Lawrence, even though Trevor Lawrence had a bad rookie year, but. The reality is you gotta you gotta carry that college career because yeah. of the college career because of the exposure so like that that matters. Uh, but behind behind Tyreek Hill, behind Justin Jefferson, behind Jamar Chase, 
And then I think you start getting into a conversation where I could say like, okay, he's there. Yeah. Okay. That's right. I think that's but like, right. Then I'm then I'm talking about you got to compete though against the Josh Allen's, the Stephon Diggs, the the players like that who are the the, the Hopkins. Like yeah, that's n- now you're competing yes. against a layer of guys who are like that, um, who who have a, an air about my, them. Was my kind of comp. D- so D Hop to me, and I probably put- Devonte Adams. I didn't even mention because I don't think Adams off the field is considered a superstar. No, definitely not. Right. So like I don't give him. Tyree Kill has his YouTube channel. He does all these different shows. He does all this stuff. So we're we're now talking that you got to go deep, deep, deep in your collection. Yep. To have guys who comp out against the top guys in either of the other two big sports. Yeah. What what are, what, are, what are we discussing at this point? Like you're you're so far behind. You're so far behind. And it's not even like remotely in a ballpark. Did you see oh, what what uh one some Dallas Mavericks game that Clayton Kershaw was at and they took a picture. I think it was of two guys from the Cowboys and then it was like, "Oh wait, Clayton Kershaw is in that picture." Look, it's Clayton Kershaw. It was like the blurry, like zoomed in, like oh, he's actually sitting next to them. And I, I, I thought that was just hysterical. It was like that's that's literally a baseball players being famous in a nutshell. Facts. If 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 Jacob Degrom went to a basketball game outside of New York, I would tell you that most people wouldn't know that it's him. Yep. Ryan Fitzpatrick goes to a Buffalo Bills game. That was so hype. And it is on every social media. It's everywhere. Yep. Guys, it's Ryan Fitzpatrick. We're talking about a dude who's the 30th best quarterback in the NFL. And he goes to another game, and it's all over. It's on ESPN. It's in social media. It's in this. What what does baseball have? If you're a baseball player right now, why are you not out in the public eye all of the time? Facts. All of the time. Yeah. Carlos Correa, you want people to pay you big bucks? Bro, show up. Why were you not at the Dallas Cowboys game in Texas? Right? Like, why were you not in a suite there hanging out with Jerry Jones? I get why you're not at the Houston Texans game. I get that. Facts, facts. I understand. (laughs) They weren't playing last weekend. But, like, why are you not out running around? He should be. So, he was at the Knicks game. couple months ago pre-lockout and it sparked a whole controversy yeah yep but you should he should be in all those markets you want that you want people talking about you constantly because then your agent if they're smart and your marketing people if they're like me are going to look at the team and they're going to go your fan base did you guys see did you guys see how much he lifted news for your team just by going to the game imagine what he could do if we actually started to put some money behind this and started to put him in these events sending him to different things what if we send him to the met gala Right? What if we do all this other stuff? For those who, it's not the Mets Gala, it's the Met, Met Gala. Gala. So Metropolitan can, Museum Art. You, you guys can all look it up and find out what it is. But go and do it. This it's, it's this big thing. Why are they not there? You got NBA guys there. You got tennis players there, right? Serena Williams is there. Naomi Osaka. You're not there. Why? It's a great question. And now I know why DeGrom's not there. DeGrom secured the bag a long-ass time ago. He rich. He don't want to be famous. He wants everybody to forget about him when he's off the field. He wants to just be a rich mm-hmm. dude that nobody knows. And because the game has played like that, it's dying, and nobody wants to bring it up. Your stars don't want to be stars. Fernando Tatis comes out and wants to be a star. And, like, ugh, he slumps for even a little bit. Oh, see? It's because you were celebrating. What? Yep. You're mo. You're, you're quiet think, guy slums too. The, 
the generic answer for like what I can put together is like the reasoning behind this is the the generalization that you're a baseball player. Go go be a baseball player. Go act like a baseball player should. Don't don't deviate. Don't be a, uh, excessive celebration. Don't be bat flipping. Don't be you know having crazy cleats. Like that was always kind of like the yeah. the knock on like how kind of players have been developing their own like personal yeah. brands, quote yeah. unquote, on the field. And I think that's what's really holding everybody back is because they're not leaning into. Do you know what I think that is? And I and I, and I want to ask you if you agree with with this kind this this kind of concept. Okay. Do you think that's because the average age of an MLB player is older than all of the other sports? Do you think it's because I have old men on my team at scale? And when I say old men, I mean guys who are 35. Right, you get your NFL guys 21. Or yeah, 22, like you, yeah. you you got dudes retiring age 32 and walking away from the game. I, like, I could definitely see that being the case. I also think for the majority of the, the players, they – they have to go to small town America first to to do all of this. They're not famous out of the gate, so and it's hammered into them like you have to work, 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 and then you can eventually get to the show. And then when you get to the show, you're not getting your bag. You're gonna have to if you, if you're not Fernando Tatis, you're gonna have to work and earn your playing time. You're gonna be that twenty fourth guy on the roster, and then eventually maybe you do great, cool, but then you still have to figure out all of the all the contract stuff before you get your money and then are you all because you're young should you be kind of pushing to have your personal rent out there and be famous or should you shut your mouth and just try and be great on the field to earn your money and kind of like you know earn respect and all that it's and a I, it's and, a tough and i feel route. like it's it's not mutually exclusive but it's treated like it is yeah right like you're you're telling me because because justin jefferson does the the, the gritty that he's not working on his routes because Josh Allen has a, a handshake with every single guy on the offense, a different handshake, and he knows like 39 different ones that he does every game day because he's spending time on handshakes that he's not spending time analyzing defenses. Uh, guys, this antiquated idea that all you ever needed to do was just focus on grinding. Like, dudes were going home and drinking scotch and doing nothing. You thought they were home and they were just watching film or just doing... Nah, guys. They lived lives. They mm -hmm. were going out and doing stuff. You just didn't see it because there wasn't social media. Now they're social media, so when they're on vacation, you're like, oh, man, why are you on vacation, man? You shouldn't be on vacation. You should be grinding because the fan base wants everybody else to work. But the fan base is out here like, yeah, but I I need my Saturdays and Sundays completely off. I need my two weeks vacation. Like, don't don't mess with that. Hey, 5 o'clock, don't, don't text me about work after 5 p.m. Like, that's my personal time. I don't want to talk about you during my personal time. But my players, yo, 24 hours, seven days a week, you better be my player. And it's it's just so just created in baseball, especially where yep. they can't move from it because you have the old guys telling the young guys how they have to be. And we talked about it. Bryce Harper, it got whipped out of him at some point. Because oh, yeah. he was big and wild and free. And now he's mad quiet and he's more reserved. It's less about the fun. My dude is, was still in his 20s. And the fun was gone. I really, I actually think it it was when he went to the Phillies. Yeah, like he he won the home run derby and stuff the year he bought the year before he signed, and I think once once he went there it was gone. Like he, he has fun. had a little bit of flair, but not even remotely close to when he was younger. Not like not even close. And like, I missed that. I heard about I heard about Lindor. Going to be all this energy, all these smiles, all this stuff. I just did. I didn't see it this year. 
Now, maybe it's part of it is, you know, going to a new team. There's all this other stuff. We know the Mets had drama, like, filled oh, yeah. inside their team because there was guys who were like, don't be like that because the culture there was mm-hmm. very quiet. Um, and he, his loud aggressiveness was not liked by some of the older guys. Mm-hmm. And I think that that's one of the reasons why Pete Alonso slumped in between two years is because I think Pete wanted to be bold and reckless. And everybody was telling him, nah, yo, be quiet and just do your job. See, you're slumping. Just focus on hitting. Don't yeah. don't be yourself. I'm sure Verlandor, like that was a little bit. In the, when he got there, obviously he wasn't playing that great, so I'm sure he dialed it back somewhat. And obviously there was the Jeff McNeil thing, and there was stuff yeah, behind the yeah. scenes for sure. But Javi Baez got there. His second half of the season was pretty solid. You know, he, well once he, really he started beating it himself, right? He right? relaxed he did a little. The thumbs down thing and all that, right? Like yeah. that. That was him being too touchy. That you're not being yourself. When he went back to being himself, he played better and he played amazing. And then he ends up signing a big deal and, and moving on, right? Like because he played so well. Yep. Right. I think his OPS was close to like a thousand, and his on base percentage was up. Everything was up. He played like the player everybody would dream for him to be, mm-hmm. who he had not been in his career. Um, and and the question is, who is he going to really be? But yeah, I, I think more guys just need to be themselves. And this, this again, I, I bring it back up, and, and I don't mean to always talk about my teams, but, like, Josh Allen. Josh Allen stays being goofy himself. Oh, yeah. That is the guy he is. He is not changing for everybody else. He's not going to go out there and try to be this person or this person. Nah, yo, I'm having fun. I love playing football. I have handshakes with the guys on my team. I'm laughing. I'm going to run dudes over. I'm going to stiff arm them. I'm going to talk crap to linebackers. And linebackers can tell me they're going to run me over, and then I stiff arm them into the ground. Yeah. And they go, we can't say nothing to this guy. This guy can talk back to everybody. And because he's been more himself and less trying to be when he was younger – be perfect and become this quarterback that everybody wanted him to be. Just be yourself. He's found success. Yep. And like, I, like I want home run derby Pete Alonzo. Fast. Give me that all the time. And that's what he was second half. Yep. And then to the moon. Like everybody, oh, the, the last time he did it, right, afterwards everybody was probably like, yo, humble yourself. Humble yourself. Mm-hmm. Just because you won doesn't matter. Humble your and, – and he didn't play as well. And it, it, I think you, you stifle him by making him – second half – he felt like, yo, Lindor's here, Javi's here, all these guys are here. I'm going to be myself. I'm going to rap. I'm going to play around. I got Strowman out here talking his raspy everywhere. So if Strowman's saying what he's saying, I can absolutely do whatever the hell I want. Oh, yeah. The dumbest thing Pete did was like, guys, don't worry about this. We got this. Yeah, that was brutal. That brutal. We're going we're gonna to fix it. Brutal. Nah. Brutal. You should have been like, this is unacceptable. We're playing like absolute ass and taking it on the chin. Yep. Not not faked it. Oh, we're, we're going to be fine. Keep losing games. Just keep losing it, guys. Guys, it's coming. Never came, bud. No, never. Happened. I, I listened to that interview live, and I, I distinctly remember making like this face, like mm-hmm. that face. Yeah, I was so concerned when yes. I was watching it on TV. Yeah, and we came in and we were like, "Let's talk about this. This is dumb." Pete, yeah. Dumb. Well, I mean, the, the, Met, the Mets landslide at the end of the year was just monumental. Sad. Yeah. Sad day. Saturday All right, real quick, I want to I want to go back to to Correa and these free agents for a second. No, I actually want to pivot to something else first. Okay, hit me. Go, Wordle. Wordle. Oh, we're heard, doing that now. Had you heard of Wordle? No, I have not heard of Wordle. Wordle is lighting it up right now all over social media. So here's the here's the here's the game, and we're gonna have you play it live live okay. here because and, and we're and we're gonna talk it out. And we're gonna see how you do. Uh, so Wordle is you have a I'm pretty sure it's five letters, right? Five. It is five letters. Yes. Right? It's a five-letter word, right? And you have no hints, anything else. So you have to just risk it for the biscuit on your first word, 
and then it tells you it blacks out words that uh, letters that are not in the word. If it's a yellow letter, it means that it's in the word, but it's in the wrong spot. And if it's a green letter after you put it in, that means it's in the right spot and it's the right word. So what you have to do is in six guesses or less, you have to try to figure out what the the, the five-letter word is. Okay. So pop culture, Wordle on the board. Oh, it's pop culture stuff? No, no. Like, it's just whatever? It's whatever. But I'm okay. saying like right now it's very it's popular very culture. Pop- you, okay. you go on Twitter, you go on all these other things. Wordle, Wordle's going nuts. And then there's an app for it. Of course there but is. But there's not an app for it. Okay. So somebody made an app five years ago called Wordle. It has nothing to do with this game. But this game is not available as an app. It's only available on the website. Okay. So people are playing that other game thinking that they're playing the popular game and they're not. Gotcha. Okay. But the guy who designed that game is like, yeah, let's go. Thank you so much. Yeah, he, for all using- of a sudden he's like, I made this app five years ago. Like, why is he it ha- trending? He had 100,000 downloads of it lifetime when he, like, stopped updating it. Okay. And in the last seven days, he's got 200,000 downloads. God bless. And he's God like, bless. let's go. And make a dollar a pop. All these people are downloading it. They're like, wait, this isn't right. And My man just put it. a quarter million dollars in his pocket. And he's Love like, let's it. let's get this. Love it. Let's get All right. this. All right. So I got to get so rolling. What, what is – you got you to gotta talk to the people. What's going to be your first five-letter word? I think my Keep first – camera all on him. It don't matter how much I talk. Uh, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go with great. Right? Great. Great first word. Okay, I click each letter. G-R-E-A-T. No, do I click enter? No, enter, type it in. Oh, that – uh, what was the colors again? So green is definitely in the green right spot. Green is in the right spot. Okay. And then yellow is that the letter is in the word, but it's not in the right spot. And if it's got no color, it's just like a black gray. That means that that letter right, is not in the not word either. at all. Cool. So what'd we get? What'd we get? Uh, my R is yellow. So that means R is in the word, but in the wrong spot. Yeah. And then the T is in the right spot. So the T is in the right spot. Yeah. Okay. Um, Let's try. Hmm. Dennis, you have do you have any you have an I, idea? I have a question. Okay. For, um. So, if the T is in the right spot, would it also have a yellow if there's another T in the same word, or is there not going to be duplicate letters? Yeah. Don't but, know. Okay, because I had a I had a word that I was thinking, but okay. I, but now I realize it can't be that. No, uh, it's not that it, it can't be that. I'm going to do... Try uh, short. Oh, no. G's no good. Sure. Dennis, with the, with the submission of short... Survey says... Survey says... Okay. The O is green. The O is not green. I'm sorry. The O is yellow. The R is yellow again. But they're both... Or we have three letters right now. So we have three letters. T, we T have, is obviously in the right spot. So I'm not helping, guys. Not, I can't help. I did my first one last night. It took me four Six. guesses. So we okay. know R can't be in the second spot and it can't be in the fourth spot. So that means it has to be in the, the first, first or first the or third. Second. Oh, yeah. True, 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 true. Hmm. And then there's the O. So it makes sense that the O might be in the fourth spot. The O can be, the the o can be in one, two, four, or five. Because I, I put o, O's in the middle. So one, two, Both four. Both times? No, I didn't use O in the first one. Okay. What are you thinking? What are, what are we thinking? Where are we going? I don't know. Um, hmm. 
I know, right? <laughs> this is a, this is <laughs> I'm a thinking it's a, it's guys. A, this is big pressure. So come on, just like think a, think about a word that it could be. Like say them out loud. Re- repeat off what you're thinking. Don't 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 keep it in uh, your brain. Unload where we're at. Unload what you're thinking. Start with someone starts with an R, maybe. Um, guys, so we're playing Wordle again. Pop new new popular game. He's got he's got six guesses to try to blanket figure out <laughs> what the take, word is. I'll, I'll grab like screenshots of each layer and I'll okay. Um, <laughs> and then mm, just drop it. Just in drop them in. Yeah. 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 Well, now I think the strategy goes. You do know where R and O could be. Do you go with another word that doesn't have those letters just so you get the other letters potentially? I, I think I think you could do that, but I think it makes more sense to just you try to keep using out the letters because it's got like, O and R's in there. I feel like there has to be another vowel in there for you. Oh, I don't know. <laughs> I'm like trying to think of words that are like arranged that way. I, I have one. I have a word. Okay. This oh, no, it doesn't. I don't have a word. You don't have a word? Too many letters. Too many letters. I was going to say cohort. That's too many letters. Yeah, for sure. Um, so the R, the R could. So what was your first word? Great. What was your second? Short. So the R can't be after, before it's the It's either tape. the first or the third. It's the first or the third. Yeah. And then there's an O inside of there as well. Yes. There's an O that's yellow. That can be in one, two, four, or five. And one, two, or four. Yeah. Excuse me. But most likely, it's either before the T or it's the second. It's rare that the O would be the first yeah. word, right? Yeah. So then we start going, and the R, the R can't be in four. Correct. But it can be in one or three? Because it can't be great. It can't be yes, two. Yes, one or three. So it's one or three. So I'm thinking the, the O is probably in the second. Well, so, so well, just. could it be two O's? What are, what are words that go, right, with the R-O-T? Is there a word that goes R-O-T that we can think of? That ends in T? R-O-T with another vowel I'm and saying, then like, T? I'm saying R-O-T is the end. What's the first two? What are the ter- What's a word that has rot as the end right. and starts off with something else in the beginning? Um. <laughs> Why do I feel like there's a V in there somewhere? So just throw a word in. Come I don't on, know. Man. I don't know. It, it took me a minute and 30 seconds and four tries. Good for you. This is, this is pressure. I'm I'm, you I'm, didn't have the pressure of a podcast. Yeah. Trash. That That is a word. I don't know. Trash I, this has to be a group effort. This can't just be me right now. This is hard. Any word. Just throw a word in there at, that, at this point. Uh... Slaps like I don't. This game slaps like throw. Give me something. You're 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 buckling under the pressure here. It's, I know it's making me sad. I didn't know I didn't know that my uh, my podcast host was gonna fall apart uh, under pressure. Uh, yeah, I'm folding hard right now. Um, <laughs> I'm like blanking on words too. Like, where does it end in T? And have an R, R and O. o. Oh wow, this is so good. <laughs> <laughs> this is absolutely electric. Like, come on, man. I'm in a pretzel, dude. I can't think of a word. Dennis, you got one? Dennis, you have a word. I'm trying not to help too much. It, it can't be roast because A was in great. And yeah. then 
That was that was something that. And S's combined. aren't available. Right. So an E and an A are not in it. E and an A is not in it. S's aren't in it. So like a U could be in it. Is what, there, yeah. where is we, there a U that would fit inside of it? Where did we say that? Um, and there is an R in it. Where did grout? Sure. It can't be grout. Can't be G. G. G's are no try good. Ro- okay. Try robot. Fuck. Hold on. Wait. Language. Robot! Atta boy, Dennis! Cool. Well done, Dennis. Take a screenshot of your page. If you pulled up any R words, that's a fail. That's a cheat. Okay. Um, no, I'm saying, did you did you Google any words? No. I was. I have, like, our notes screen up, and then I also had the most followed oh, accounts electric. on Instagram. Electric. Electric. Robot. robot. So that also gives us information that we didn't have before. Which was? That an O could be multiple times inside of a word. Just because you have a green or a yellow doesn't mean that's the only time that that exists. Right. Guys, three times. Took three heads to get there. Took three heads to get there, yeah. Well, mainly two because Bill didn't want to put too much. much. I was helping a a little bit. Well done, team. Excellent job. Cool. So that that game is on fire. So the word, how many hours until update? What do you mean? It's, so there's a timer that's there after it gives you your result that you got. Oh, it's right. only one per day. One per day. Uh, hold on. Next word in 13 hours, 18 minutes, and 15 seconds. So every day it uploads with a new five-letter word. So you only get one every day. So you got to bring the heat, and you you got to you got to do it. How long did it take for the solution, though? Nine minutes. Whoa. Rough. Yeah, not quite. rough. Sorry, my first time. My first time. See, when I thought about doing this whole concept, I was like, it took me a minute and a half. I we was get like, it. Both Bill, of them smart. together. I'm like, we'll 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 move this quick. Plus, I, I have. Did some you have robot in your head? Robot? Yeah. No. Okay. That's what I'm saying. It's just like when you're on the spot and like. No, but also yeah. it's different when you're looking at the screen. Sure. Like when you when right, you have the you letters can, like, in front of you, you can, yeah, yeah, you can no, see I was things. just like blank on words. I also didn't occur to me that you could do like multiple vowels. So again, fair he, enough. He shot a shot. Yeah. We didn't know if we could. He could have put that out and been like, you I, I went, stupid. As soon as you said that, I was like, that's definitely you right. Stupid idiot. <laughs> it, it, it's also tough because like I'm looking at just a blank screen at this point. I'm like yeah. trying to piece it together in my head. So he's looking well at done, the letters in our notes and he's like, letters. What are they? Beautiful minds <laughs> pulled together. <laughs> I'm staring at the back of your sticker pack, and I'm like, I got no help for you, bud. I'm trying it's to, good. I'm trying to draw it. I'm like, Fuck. you're like, what is the, what is this? Hmm. Only so many words that start with R and end in T and have an O in them. Yeah. Excellent right. work. Cool. So, Great what were you saying? Oh, okay. So, scale of one to ten, I wanted to give you four teams for Carlos Correa, and give me, give me a rating, okay? Carlos Correa just signed with Boris Corp, okay? Boris Corp negotiated almost over half a billion dollars in contracts. It's a little fun fact for you. Um, Cubs, scale of 1 to 10. 4. Okay. Yankees. 8. Dodgers. 7. Mariners. 10. 10. Okay. Well, we'll see. Comment your guys' thoughts. What, uh... What spot you think Carlos Correa is going to land? And we'll see you on the next episode. Appreciate you guys. Thanks for watching us on Wordle. And go play Wordle, yeah. Baseball lifestyle. It's my lifestyle. <laughs>